Welcome to Legal Toolkit, bringing you the latest legal trends and business initiatives to help you manage your law firm with your host, Jared Correa. You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Legal Toolkit podcast here on the one and only Legal Talk Network. If you're looking for Biff Tannen of Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3 fame, he's probably nose deep in a sports almanac right now. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. If you're a first-time listener, hopefully you'll become a long-time listener. And if you're Chester Cheetah, it's probably really hard to wash your fingers. As always, I'm your show host, Jared Korea, and in addition to casting this pod, I'm the CEO of Red Cave Law Firm Consulting, which offers subscription-based law practice management consulting services for law firms, bar associations, and legal vendors. Check us out at redcavelegal.com. I'm also the COO of Gideon Software, Inc., which offers chatbots, a first-to-market chatbot builder, and predictive analytics created specifically for law firms. Find out more at www.gideon.legal. And finally, because I don't have enough to do, you can listen to my other other podcast, The Lobby List, a family travel show I host with my dear wife, Jessica, on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and comment. But here on The Legal Toolkit, the podcast you're listening to right now, we provide you twice each month with a new tool to add to your own legal toolkit so that your practices will become more and more like best practices. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to acquire talent and how to build a great team. But before I introduce today's guest, let's take a moment to thank our sponsors. Abby Connect has delivered premium live receptionist and answering services to lawyers since 2006. You can try them out for free at abbyconnect.com. Scorpion crushes the standard for law firm online marketing with proven campaign strategies to get attorneys better cases from the internet. Partner with Scorpion to get an award-winning website and ROI-positive marketing programs today. Visit scorpionlegal.com forward slash podcast. Nexa, formerly known as Answer One, is a leading virtual receptionist and answering service provider for law firms. Learn more by giving them a call at 800-267-9371 or online at www.nexa.com. TimeSolve is the number one web-based time and billing software for lawyers, providing solutions since 1999. TimeSolve provides the most comprehensive billing features for law firms big and small. www.timesolve.com All right, everybody. My guest today is Molly McGrath. Molly is a founder and owner of Hiring and Empowering Solutions. Since the late 1990s, Molly has consulted, coached, and directed presidents and founders of national organizations and over 400 law firms, including on the topics of talent acquisition and team development. So Molly, welcome to the big show. Oh, thank you for having me, Jared. I'm honored. Well, it's only fair. I did your podcast. Now you're coming on to do mine. We <laughs> traded off. Yes, and your episode is launching today. Oh, what a what a day. It's a red letter day for me. All right, now listen. <laughs> I was looking at your website, and I saw something interesting. So it says that you're a certified Reiki coach, right? So I don't even know how to pronounce that, probably. Can you tell people what that is? Yes. That's the number one question I get. I'm always amazed when people really? actually read my bio and they ask, what is, it's actually pronounced Reiki. Reiki. And, I was so um, close. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm a certified uh, master Reiki trainer. And honestly, about three years ago, I went back and uh, started looking for different modalities to support 
our clients, uh, by and large attorneys that are always looking for strategy and looking for systems process in regards to their training and getting over their hurdles and up-leveling their practice. And I started digging deeper to see what is some of the blocks that these these attorneys and humans in general that they have and stumbled upon Reiki and put myself through the program and by and large what it is, it's a big part of my practice when there's some subconscious blocks, either around money, around people, around uh, having the confidence to up-level their business and take it to the next level. And it really is a practice that supports them with removing a lot of their patterns and limiting beliefs from the subconscious to allow them to actually integrate this strategy and all the traditional business building modalities that they're accustomed to. So I thought it was like maybe a discipline of Kung Fu. <laughs> I thought you were like beating people, but this is, this is better. And I can see how it fits in with your business model. So let's talk about that a little bit. Um, there's this old axiom that good people are hard to find, right? But you go out and find good people. That's like your job. So in my consulting practice, I get a lot of questions from lawyers about how to hire. So if we can dig into that a little bit, that'd be great. So in the first instance, like what advice do you have for a law firm that needs to begin to identify their staffing needs? Like before they go out and try to hire somebody, like how do they find out like who they need to hire? Yeah, I love that question. I, I When I get phone calls from attorneys saying they need to hire, and most often they believe they know exactly what they need to hire until I start peeling away the layers of the onion and asking them some really powerful questions. And I always tell them, listen, I want you to take the next five days and start writing down everything that you tuck that you absolutely despise, that's robbing your energy, that's robbing your time, and that is not a good use of your time. And I want every person in your law firm, from paralegal to the associate to the receptionist that's answering the phone, do the exact same activity. And I want you all to just track your time of what rate from a scale to one to five, five being the highest of what really empowers you and invigorates you and you feel like it's a good use of your time and what just sucks the life out of you and have it them scan me their their analysis at the end and then I whiteboard everything and and you can do this yourself in your own law firm and it's very crystal clear around when you start compiling everybody's what they don't want to be doing any longer and or where it's really robbing their time and not a great ROI that who where it is that you need to hire because a lot of times you can compile anywhere from the receptionist to the paraprofessional paralegal to the associate attorneys to the primary attorneys and you will always see a common theme and for the most part that will give you a very good picture of where to start to hire someone to free up your space so you can start working on your top revenue producing activities and then be able to bring somebody else in that can take over the duties that are not the best use of your time. I like that. That's like a stealthy way to get people to think about delegation. That's smart. Mm, mm, yes. So once that part of it is done, like once you've identified like, okay, who do I need? What does that person look like? Do you have some tips about the best strategy for actually finding candidates? Because I think a lot of lawyers would say, okay, I know I need like a paralegal or something, but how do I actually reach out and find somebody who could fit that role? You know, in this day and age, the day of slapping up an ad on Indeed or Craigslist or LinkedIn, whatever your different platforms that you're accustomed to and getting 100 resumes, they're over. 
it's really an employee's market right now. And I would tell attorneys that for the beginning of your ad, you really need to start selling your culture. Because in this day and age, when we interview candidates, it's no longer just about the money or the 401k or the traditional benefits that people were seduced to in the past, especially since 2008. And now they really want to know about the culture. They want to know about what uh, type of team building uh, is available for them, what type of mentorship. And those, I love that because those are the questions we get from potential candidates first and foremost. So I would say write an ad that is about your culture and selling that first and foremost because nobody ever reads the job descriptions or the requirements or anything. You can put them in there from an SEO perspective, but your first paragraph really needs needs to be about your core values and your vision and your mission without using all the stuffy words, but really painting the Disney experience, if you will, of what is going to get people to apply to your ad versus the old stuffy traditional ones. Yeah, that's something that's probably totally foreign to most lawyers. Like you don't see a lot of lawyers thinking about the Disney experience. And I would imagine that that's even more important for younger employees, like the younger you skew benefits, culture, that stuff is probably more important as I'm guessing, right? Uh, you would be surprised. It's really? more so of the 50 plus that I'm seeing that there's this oh, stigma. Yeah. That it all this millennial jargon that's been thrown around, but it really is for the, some of the seasoned that paraprofessionals, paralegals, attorneys that have been in a law firm for 20 years and they're burned out because it's all about the billable hour. It's all about just hustle, 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 and you get very little time or attention. And they're they're older. They've already got maybe a stocked 401k or they have a spouse that offers benefits and things of that nature. It's not about the money. And they are realizing, you know, this is my last swan song, my last 10 years or 15 years, and I'm going to be having a job, this is going to be my last job that I want. And they're really asking the questions about the culture, et cetera, because now it's about impact. And now it's about difference making versus more so they can match that with their skills and their knowledge that they have versus the paycheck that people have this belief that millennials and or the older generation are always worried about the money and the money will come. But first and foremost, they need to be connected to the heart and soul of the business. Okay. I stepped right into that stereotype. So you can answer that question. That's interesting <laughs> though. I had no idea. So let's talk a little bit about where you go from there, right? You've identified who you need. You've attracted some candidates. And like you talked about, the idea is not to go on Indeed and get like thousands of resumes, but you still have like a stack of resumes to whittle down. So how can a lawyer go about selecting the right candidates? Do you have any tips that would be able to like thin that pile of resumes more quickly? Mm, I love that question. Here's what I would say. Pick up the phone and call every single one that you have because you're probably going to get 20 or 30 other than somebody who clearly is not qualified, hasn't worked in an executive or professional environment. But so often attorneys, especially in law firms, get seduced by the resume. A lot of times attorneys will say to me, because that's what we do, hiring, they say, I want to see the resume first. And I say, absolutely not. You can't even look at the resume. You need to meet this person. And nine out of 10 times, they'll say to me, if you would have sent that resume to me, I would have totally trashed it and put it in the shredder and never talked to that person because 
People are not professional writers. They're not copywriters, especially paralegals. They're very analytical. They don't sell their self properly. But when I get on the phone with them and start talking to them and get into the nitty gritty of this skill set, what the job description is, you'd be amazed. I'm like, this does not even reflect anywhere on your resume. But people don't traditionally know how to write, how to sell themselves in a resume. So what I would say is as much as possible, pick up the phone and don't worry about the resume. You want to hear people's energy, their essence. You want to start digging in, asking them about their skills, their knowledge, their experience from either the technical piece of it, but also the human side of things and how they work within a team. I always say, you can always train skills. You can always train knowledge. It's the human side, unless you're a professional psychologist or you have a professional coach on staff. It's next to impossible to teach integrity, attitude, and drive. That's great. I really like that. So you start with the attitude and the professionalism and you go from there. That's really yes. fascinating. Like, I couldn't imagine like a lawyer like <laughs> looking at a resume and then picking up the phone and actually calling someone before a formal interview. So I think oh, that's yeah. a really great strategy. And it's a great way for them to save their time. I can I can blow through about 30 phone calls in under an hour versus a old school way is that you schedule an hour of time and you bring people into your office and say you find three, five qualified candidates based on their resume. You have five hours invested and chances are you're lucky if you have one good candidate. I always equated to like the dating process. You have to kiss a hundred frogs before you meet a prince. You have to just call and dial and talk to people. And in one hour, probably under one hour, you could get through the whole stack. And in within seconds, you can figure out who has the right, just based on how they their voicemail sounds, you'd be amazed by that, how many people get disqualified right there. It's just fascinating, and it's a much more efficient, effective way to do it, whether it doesn't have to be the attorney, find find the person in the front of the house, a receptionist, a paralegal, somebody who really understands what the ins and outs of the position are, and they would be your greatest vetting, sourcing process. That's pretty good. We're off to a hot start here, and I'm almost loathe to take a break, but we have some things to sell. So these are some of the things that you should buy. Imagine billing day being the happiest day of the month instead of the day you dread. Nobody went to law school because they love drafting invoices for clients. At TimeSolve, our attorneys save on average over eight hours a month in billing work. That means more billable time and turning billing day into happy day. Learn more about how to get to your time and billing happy place at timesolve.com. That's www.timesolv, leave off the e.com. Remember, that's T-I-M-E-S-O-L-V dot com. Your legal work requires your full attention. So how can you build lasting relationships with new or existing clients while juggling your caseload? Try Abby Connect, the friendly, highly trained and motivated live receptionists who are well known for providing consistent quality customer service and support to law firms just like yours. Every connection matters. So call Abby Connect today at 833-ABBY-WOW to get started with your free 14-day trial and $95 off your first bill. All right, thanks for hanging with us today. We're back after break number one. Now that I've located my collection of Garbage Pail Kids cards, let's get back to our conversation with Molly McGrath of Hiring and Empowering Solutions. We're here talking about talent acquisition and team building. 
So finding and acquiring talent is probably part one, right, Molly? But then in many cases, you'll have to develop that talent even when they come into your space, into your workspace. So broadly speaking, how important do you think it is for law firms to develop effective training programs for new hires? I think it's more important than the hiring process. Oh, good answer. It is so critical. I can't tell you how many times candidates will call us. They've been in the law firm for a week, two weeks, 30 days, and they'll call us and say, I'm out, I'm quitting. Nobody gives us any time, attention. Everyone was so excited for me to be there. They dump their junk drawer on on my desk and I get very little time, attention, feedback, training, anything of that nature. So it's really, really critical to set up a process from day one of setting your expectations. And I always say build it out in bite-sized pieces where you are setting goals for maybe the first week and then reconnecting with the candidate, making certain they're very clear, concise, and well-communicated where everybody can clarify and verify them and have these huddles with them to track and measure their progress versus just bringing them in. And then next thing you know, you don't have any communication or training. Most law firms will just set up annual reviews. And that's why they always say it's very hard to find good talent and to keep them, but you can keep great talent if you give them time, attention, and feedback. Yeah, the typical law firm onboarding model is here's your computer and log in, have at it, right? But like, (laughs) that's obviously not workable. So I think my obvious follow-up question to you is, so how does a law firm actually go about building a training, an onboarding regime that works? Do you have any tips for that? Yeah, we actually have on our website a suggested 90-day training process that will definitely give your listeners for free. But I, regardless of what position they're in, the associate, a partner, or the receptionist, it's starting out day one on mapping out what you, I always say, this is a million-dollar question. What make you absolutely delighted and over the moon in 30 days if this employee could perform the following? And then from there, you have the ability to just chunk out what it is, how they're going to get it by when and what resources are available to them. Because nine out of 10 times, you can have resources available from either your different organizations that you belong to on the internet and or sending them to training or your existing employees can support them. And then from there, making certain that whoever is responsible for communicating and training and interacting with this employee, that they are in that meeting, that they are involved in it every step of the way, because the goal is to remove the primary attorney from having to manage or to facilitate any of the training, and they can empower their employees to take it over. That's cool. And so onboarding, of course, though, is only one piece of like the employment life cycle. So part of this as well as ongoing resources, like many lawyers are required to keep up to date on their substantive practice and professionalism. But in terms of law firm training and management, like that's often an ignored part of this. So step one is getting the onboarding program in place. So you got your first 90 or so days covered. What happens after that? How do you keep your employees involved and on the right track? So great question. We recommend that you hold a weekly meeting with your entire firm and team. We call it a stakeholders meeting where you are going through KPIs for the week. You're going through all your workflows and everything that's responsible, going through the calendar, all the pieces of 
the people process and profit of a business. And when you have consistent communication, you're meeting every week with tracking and measurement and KPIs for each person in the team. It's amazing how uh, they just come together and are very solidified and almost create this internal fund competitive edge of nobody's going to show up at that meeting each week with egg on their face saying they cannot give you in a snap the state of the union on their piece of the process that they're working. So that's number one. Number two, I cannot say enough about making certain that you perform, you know, the old school terminology is employee evaluations or employee reviews. We like to call it a growth plan where each person is very connected to the overall arching firm plan, but also their personal performance and what's in it for them and their own piece of the pie of what they're working. So making certain that you are having periodic. I like over communication and over coaching with new employees coming on. So I recommend every 30 days for the first four or five months. And then after that, moving it to quarterly and for even seasoned and veteran employees, making certain that you don't go more than a quarter without doing a growth plan and or evaluation with them. Over communication, not a term I've heard in legal practice before, but I like it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So I think um, even though we've under communicated to this point, let's take a break and do our over communication in this next segment, which is going to be the last part of the show. So while I try to tie a winter knot, possibly unsuccessfully, listen to these words from our sponsors. Do you feel like your marketing efforts aren't getting you the high value cases your firm deserves? For over 15 years, Scorpion has helped thousands of law firms just like yours to attract new cases and to grow their practices. As a Google Premier Partner and winner of Google's Platform Innovator Award, Scorpion has the right resources and technology to aggressively market your law firm and to generate better cases from the internet. For more information, visit scorpionlegal.com forward slash podcast today. If you're missing calls, appointments, and potential clients, it's time to work with Nexa Professional. More than just an answering service, Nexa's virtual receptionists are available 24-7 to schedule appointments, qualify leads, respond to emails, integrate with your firm's software, and much, much more. Nexa ensures your clients have the experience they deserve. Give them a call at 800-267-9371 or visit them at nexa.com forward slash podcast for a very special offer. All right, thanks for coming back for our last segment. We're now at the grand finale portion of our show. Time flies. Let's continue our conversation, however, with Molly McGrath of Hiring and Empowering Solutions, who's telling us all about how to acquire talent and build teams. Let's find out more. So you've talked a lot, Molly, about uh, finding the right talent, onboarding people effectively. That's all good. So more broadly speaking, like, I think you're on top of your game as far as this industry is concerned. So what trends are you personally seeing in terms of legal hiring? A few things that I'm seeing now in regards to legal hiring. Number one, the unemployment rate, I think I mentioned this earlier, has never been at an all-time low. So in regards to hiring, it's an employee's market. And like I said earlier, I would talk to as many people as you possibly can And once you find a candidate who has the human side of things, they have the personality, they have the integrity, you can always invest in the training. So the trends are that it's people 
are getting hammered by recruiters day in and day out. I cannot tell you. I'll have candidates that are all vetted and lined up for interviews like this morning and two of them dropped out. They're like, I got a better offer. People are offering me massages, manicures, pedicures, you know, more vacation, whatever it is to be able to get them and to keep them in. So what I would say, as much as you can make certain you keep your eye on your employees, do those evaluations, have weekly communication and stand-up meetings or stakeholders meetings with them, creating team building, team bonding, and strategic retreats. If that is not embedded within your uh, standard operating procedures, I would do that ASAP. That's my number one tip for you for vetting and bringing on new employees, but also retaining and keeping your own employees. Because if anyone's a superstar or they have a pretty decent resume or rap sheet, chances are that they're getting hammered by recruiters because I think the last number I saw for associate attorneys, the unemployment rate is 1.8% nationally. And for paralegals, last I saw it was under 3%, which we've never seen that in the history of time. Good Lord. I feel like I should put my resume out there again. So you're telling me I can get massages with a new I job? I think you're unemployable. Oh, man. <laughs> Alas, that would have been sweet. <laughs> I have to pay for my own massages, I guess. Oh, well. Um, all right. So you talk about empowerment a lot, and you kind of address that in the answer to the last question, right? I mean, you part of your company name is about empowerment. So you've talked about employees, but like, how can managers feel empowered in a law firm environment? especially in a space where like it's really an employee's market. Yeah, I could say as a manager, whether you're the business owner, your COO or law firm administrator, the biggest investment you can make is getting in a coaching environment of some sort where you are making certain that you're taking care of your mindset, you're taking care of your stress level and your overwhelm level and your communication to your team. So if in this day and age, if you are not connected with, number one, a professional organization in your your field, so if you're in estate planning, there's probably five, 10 different professional organizations that create and allow not only the technical legal training and the skill set training, but typically have a coaching or and or consulting component to it. I can tell you, hands down, the law firms that I've worked with in the past 22 years, the greatest success is not about their marketing strategy. It's not about the number of of numbers or letters or whatever diplomas they have hanging on their wall. It has nothing to do with it. It's one hundred percent attached to their ability to be in a coaching environment and have a professional coach that is working with them, number one, and or their team. And it could be together, it could be separate. But at some point, I think it's also making that investment in bringing in people to manage and run and facilitate your strategic quarterly retreats. Hopefully you're doing something of that nature that is constantly just breathing new light and energy into the business and then also keeping you a little humble and honest and grounded as an entrepreneur because we know we're just getting hammered by two by fours every single day. You've got clients lining up, you have referral sources, you have employees lining up, everyone's staring at you, looking at the answer. And sometimes it's very difficult to manage your energy and not be able to, what I always say is puke that all over your team. And it does run like a cancer sometimes, well, most often through the the office if it's not managed. Yeah. So on the other hand, it's a good time to be an employee 
clearly. And maybe you've already answered this question to an extent because apparently people who are applying for jobs now are getting free mani-pedis, right? But um, are there ways that employees or staff can empower themselves in a law office setting, like post-hire? Absolutely. I'm always amazed when I do the hiring. I always... I interview people from a mindset and emotional intelligence and a personal and professional development perspective, first and foremost. So if they have what we call batteries included and they have that drive and that that really they want to grow and up level as a human and as a professional, what I would highly recommend for them is if they're in a culture where the law firm does have a coaching environment and asking the right questions of see, asking the entrepreneur, your manager, your supervisor, whatever, whomever that might be, what you can do to invest in your future and bring it back to your skill set, your job. So, for example, we have a team empowerment academy that is only for employees. That is a 12-week program to teach them how to think and act like what we call an entrepreneur in an entrepreneur's world. So they don't own the business, but they have the bones they have in every fiber of their being. They use terminology like our clients. They use words like we, they don't say I, and they're really invested in it. So you can get involved in any program like that, reading as much as possible that you can. There's so many fascinating books, such as one of my favorite go-to is the E-Myth. Uh, there's an E-Myth for Attorneys. That's a phenomenal book that really teaches you how to think and act like a business owner so you can protect your attorney's time and energy and be able to come to them with proposed solutions versus constant problems. Good stuff. All right. Let's go back into the past for a moment. I just learned this about you. Before you became like a recruiting guru, you used to work at Friendly's Ice Cream, right? That was like one of your first jobs. Yes. <laughs> All right. And I, and I volunteered that my mom also her first job was working at Friendly's Ice Cream. So thinking back to your past, are you a Carvel person as well? Oh, yes. Tom All the right. Turkey. All right. So here's, <laughs> so I got to ask you, like, because I, I, have, I have a strong opinion on this. So there are two Carvel ice cream cakes that people will buy usually. There's Fudgy the Whale, who's a delicious chocolate whale. And then there's Cookie Puss, which is a face made of cookies. Do you have a preference between those two? This is probably the most important question I'm going to ask you. Okay, so I might disappoint you here, but after carving ice cream and shoveling it at the mall for, I think, my first job for a year, I have not eaten ice cream in 22 years. No, it's so disappointing. <laughs> All right, so I'll, I'll feel this question. Cookie Puss is always uh. the answer. Fudgy the Whale is good, but if you really want to really get an ice cream cake that's going to blow your mind, Cookie Puss is the way to go. Unfortunately, I don't think you can get Carvel in um, Colorado. So if no. you do decide that you want to change things up a little bit and eat ice cream for the first time in 22 years, you let me know. I'll just freeze dry <laughs> some Carvel your way. My kids would love that. All right. <laughs> and on that note, I think that's a perfect way to end the show. And we've reached the end of yet another episode of the Legal Toolkit Podcast. This was the podcast about ice cream cakes talent acquisition, and team building. And we've been talking with Molly McGrath of Hiring and Empowering Solutions. Now, I'll be back on future shows with further insights into my soul, the soul of America, and the legal market. If you're feeling nostalgic for my dulcet tones, however, you can check out our entire show archive anytime you want at LegalTalkNetwork.com. So thanks again to Molly McGrath of Hiring and Empowering Solutions for making an appearance as my guest today. All right, Molly, 
Can you tell everyone how they can find out more about you and about hiring and empowering solutions? Absolutely. So simply, you can go to our website, hiringandempowering.com. And on there, there's a, um, we've been blogging for since 2008. You can join our blog there. There's also a tab to start listening to our podcast as well, where we speak into everything around hiring and empowering your employees. All right, folks, check it out. And I will say thanks again to Molly McGrath of Hiring and Empowering Solutions. I have no regrets having her on the show, even though she doesn't need ice cream, which is shameful. Um, (laughs) Finally, thanks to all of you out there for listening. This has been the Legal Toolkit Podcast, where dreams really do come true. Thanks for listening to Legal Toolkit, produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. Join host Jared Correa for his next podcast covering the current business trends for law firms. If you'd like more information about today's show, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Or download the free app from Legal Talk Network in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. If you're a lawyer running a solo or small firm and you're looking for other lawyers to talk through issues you're currently facing in your practice, join the Unbillable Hours Community Roundtable, a free virtual event on the third Thursday of every month. Lawyers from all over the country come together and meet with me, lawyer and law firm management consultant Christopher T. Anderson, to discuss best practices on topics such as marketing, client acquisition, hiring and firing, and time management. The conversation is free to join, but requires a simple reservation. The link to RSVP can be found on the Unbillable Hour page at LegalTalkNetwork.com. We'll see you there.